Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no ads, no data selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated financial personal app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates, all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Student loans is actually the second biggest debt most the biggest debt for an average person is the mortgage yep. the second biggest debt is student loan 1.6 trillion and it's crazy because trillion um so we're giving away some money for our high school 
Yes. Five, yes, we are. Five thousand dollars. We're giving away uh, scholarships to five students. We're giving away um, just because we wanted to do something that was impactful. But no, right? but let me tell a story. Oh, you want to tell a story? Oh, so, you want to talk about the, the scholarship? No, no, Ian. So here's the thing: we're giving we give away. I'll just keep it brief. All right. We give away we're giving away five thousand dollars, right? We did it last year, <laughs> and um, to to receive the money, students they had to write an you know they had to write an essay about why they should get the money. No, the, so they had to, it was just like a future business plan. Not even like an idea, not even a plan. I shouldn't say plan. A future business idea. What would you do with the thousand? It was relatively easy. Simple. Yeah. How many essays do you think we got? Four. How many? Four. You overshot it by 50%. Wow. There was no chat GPT back then. <laughs> so two. I don't think it was that many. Yeah, we got two. Two. We got two? Two. So, so we upped it this year. We said, look. We're going to do it. We're going to open it up for five students. Five students. To date, how many think essays do you think we got? Settle. I've been on Duolingo. Settle. I have not got one yet. Haven't got one so yet. So here's the crazy thing about it. All you got to do is write the essay. You got to get money. And so chat GPT. One or two things is <laughs> it, it, not happening. Maybe it's not marketed correctly. That could be our fault. Possibly. Or it's just a complete lack of motivation. For and this is like this goes back to the debt thing. I would rather just take out student loan because I don't have to do anything, fill out some paperwork, take out student loan. I got to actually sit down and write an essay for a thousand dollars. I mean, there's, ne there's negligence, right? There's negligence from the student part, there's negligence from an administrative part as well, right? So, the kid, if the kids don't know about it, then they won't know to, to do it. That's one part of it, right? But there are kids who do know about it and are choosing not to do we it, have not and there's parents who know about it. And are doing nothing. Well, you have not received one essay yet. Yeah, and that's just for our high school, Woodlands High School here in, uh, well, it's in Hartsdale, New York. But I'm but just saying, because people, right. people are like, how do I get the thousand? It was for our high school. So if you're a senior at Woodlands High School, right, if you're in Greenberg, you're in Hartsdale, and you go to Woodlands and you're a senior, this is for you. But, like I said, th this goes back to a wider issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the point? What's the point? What's the point of what? Which, of of, yeah, of writing an essay. When I could just borrow money. It's a mentality that we've been ingrained to think to do the least amount of pop. We want to do the least amount and get the most. Okay. Now, if we can be honest, who, who it put that into our society? Because we have to have a bigger, and I keep trying to have the conversation. I don't want to ruin any relationships. We have to go to the top with the banks and with the venture capital firms. Cool pushing this. It's a business first. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. no, no, for sure. But I'm just saying. It's just the mentality that we have been ingrained in to do the least to get the most. We want to do the least amount to get the most. Well, partly true, right? Because there's people, and I've been in that boat, right? Where it was like, my parents were, I guess we were middle class. And it was like, you got to fill out, you can't even get student loan. You got to fill out financial aid first. And then you don't qualify financial aid if you make a certain amount. And then you got to get student loan because you can't get it, right? So if my parents are middle class, we're not getting any financial aid, but right? So like, I, got, I remember I got a check for $36 for financial aid. But what am I going to do with that? So now it's like, if my parents don't have it and I don't have it, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's a novel idea. This is this is the harsh reality of life. Oh. If you can't afford to buy something, don't buy it. That includes college. That includes okay. college. That includes college. This is something that I'm probably going to get a lot of pushback Can for. Can we get a rebuttal? Let, me finish. Is, Let yeah. me finish. I'm going to get a lot of pushback for. 
I'm not saying don't go to college. I'm saying go to where you can afford. Everybody can afford community college. That's almost free. No. That's almost free. So my thing is this, right? Instead of you trying to take out a bunch of student loan to go to an out-of-state school, whether it's an HBCU school, whether it's whatever, if you if you financially can't afford to go to school and your parents know that, why don't you encourage your kid or tell your kid, look, you go to junior college for two years, mm-hmm. right? Which essentially, even if you have to work part-time, you could pay for junior college. It's very affordable. Um, so now you get to, to, you get to have an associate's degree, mm-hmm. right? Under your belt. And if you do well enough, now you can potentially get a scholarship based off of past performance or even if you have to pay, you can still go to a state school to finish out your bachelor's degree, but paying for two years is a lot more beneficial for paying for four years, right? That's something that would substantially decrease the student loan crisis in this country. Just so some, some self-accountability has to be... Can I be God's advocate real quick? definitely, definitely decrease the student loan crisis for sure. Well, for sure. If, if master's degrees are not affording people to live... Or, or get a wage that is fair, that is commensurate to what they've invested, then how is getting an associate degree better, per se? That, well, that's not, but master's degrees are. What master's degree you're getting is is the key. So this goes back to another situation as far as education. What are you majoring in, right? So we know that social sciences, communications, a lot of these degrees doesn't doesn't matter if you have a, a doctorate degree you're still facing an uphill battle but just put it on instagram a few days ago the top 10 professions as far as how much you get paid are all medical professions mm-hmm. so medical profession stem is still making money in in medical field architecture if you're going to be a doctor if you're going to be a lawyer there's still a higher you still are going to outpace the average american as far as the amount of money that you're going to make so it's not necessarily that uh master's degree is not earning money it's what kind of master's degree that you have that's not earning money you have a master's degree in sociology it's going to be it's going to still be difficult for you Mm -hmm. be honest even even those in the medical field they, they also have the highest debt burden as well yeah, they have the highest, and, and, and the amount of time that it takes to, to achieve that. Well, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. So there are, you have to think of, okay, what's going to put me in the best situation possible to make money? If it's all about mitigating risk, if you want to go to college, but you, the, don't, you don't have to go to college. But if you want to go to college, there's no guarantee that you're going to be successful either way. But you put yourself in the best position as possible. The best position is to make sure that you have as least debt. As possible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you, you you're in a better place. It's still not a guarantee that you're going to win, right. but you're in a better place as opposed to just winging it and just getting eighty thousand dollars of debt off the rip. And now you're in a worse place. Yeah, but that goes back to, and that's now we can speak of it now, right? And that was pretty much my strategy. It was like, look, I'm gonna stay close to home. I'm gonna find the most affordable school. I'm gonna try to have at least debt that is gonna put on my parents, which is eventually gonna turn on me because they're gonna be co-signers. So that that was the plan. The difference now is that, well, then was that there wasn't any education behind it. So, like, when you're the first person that's going to school, and you, and this is the American dream, right? Like, all you, especially like first generation kids, it's like 
you got to go to college because that's how you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down to it is it is money, right? Like you got to think about the return on the investment. So if I'm going here, I have to finish. Most kids go and they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. But at that point, you're already in debt. You ha- almost have to finish. I spoke to a student the other day. She's studying in PT. She's like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Well, you're five years in. Guess what? You got to have to finish. You got to finish. <laughs> because if you don't, you can't afford to start over. And if you do, you're going to start at a base salary. Well, that's going to at least provide you with a salary in some profession. And so we got to, I'll say this, right? Because I went to school, I was educated, I'm going to be as kind as possible, right? If money is the root of the decision, then we have to find different ways to get to the money. Yeah. Whether it's finding a trade, whether it's finding a skill, some of these professions you have to go through. Oh, what do you mean? If money's the root of the decision. So why are we going to go to college? To because be I want to make money. money. Right. That's the but, root of it, right? But, 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 not, but necessarily, the, not necessarily. Well, then, then why are we going? Ninety percent. I would say more than ninety percent, right? If I didn't have to so go to college, black, it's a hundred percent. Yes, <laughs> right, right. It was like, yo, that's the way to, at a quote unquote, accumulate wealth or be successful, quote unquote, right? If I didn't have to go, if there was another route, if there was an earning leisure in two thousand and six, bro, I might not be going to grad school. So here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, here's the, the education and the resources have changed. I think that. Whereas, hold on, let me finish. Where where people can make wiser decisions so that tragedy you're talking about like yes go to community college two-year school find another affordable school but even at after you find that associate's degree you still may not have or be in a position where your parents can afford it so you're still going to be in some form of debt you want to mitigate it you, as, le- as, you, lessen, as, you lessen it right you want to mitigate the risk as much as possible but there's still going to be a, a, a certain amount of debt that's going to be accumulated it's just about how much you're going to accumulate but you're doing that because you want to Again, make money. It's like when I'm a teacher, in order for me to make more money, I got to go back to school to get more credits. Well, I'm not even learning anything. I'm just going to get credits so I can make more money. If the goal is to learn, then there has to be a different incentive, right? If people are plus 30 or they're plus 60 or they have their doctorate, they're doing that in their, in their prof- especially in education, because they're like, that's where the highest salary is at. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's alternatives. Um, and I don't want to harp on this situation for too long, but it's important when you are in the pursuit of education, as far as a degree from college, there's ways to go about it that might take longer. That might not be as glamorous, but can eliminate a lot of debt. You can work while you're going to school. Mm -hmm. You can stay home. You can go to community college. You can take six years to get a four year degree. This, these are things that you can, that you can do. Right. So I like the, all, all those except the six year. Why though? Because what I'm saying is six years. I mean, you, you're taking you're taking time. You might not have all day. It like costs. my mom, my mom worked while she went to school, right? Yeah. So she didn't have the like I didn't. I just went to school. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she didn't have the uh, the option to go to school from ten o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to four o'clock, and she might have had two hours, right? So okay. I'm saying, like, instead of 12, 13 credits, you might just take six credits a semester. I, I, here, That's why I'm saying six years. And here's, uh, here's my opposition to it, because I was, I am that person, right? Like, I worked and I went to school. And what happened when I was trying to get into the workforce, it was like, all right, the people that I had been in school with are now, they have two more years of experience than, than I have. Yes. Right? I, I now fall behind that class that I started with because their experience level is higher. Right. I'm spacing it out because, yeah, I don't have the time. I have to go to school on Saturday. I'm going to school at night as opposed to somebody who's taking 18 credits in a semester. It's different. But what what it does, again, because when we're in the work field, there is no age limit. You're competing against everybody. And so every year that I'm going to school, 
salary is increasing, I'm having less experience, it takes away from that. I'm just saying from a personal And then if you process it, the employee may be asked why did it take you six years to graduate. I don't think it really doesn't necessarily not nobody's ever asked why it takes six years to graduate, because as long as you have a degree, that you have a degree. That's true. But um, my thing is this, I don't know. Regardless of anything, uh, go ahead. And let, and I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we could, we could go all episode on this. But uh, make smart decisions. Try to lower your debt yes. if possible. Mm-hmm. Student loan debt is one is the second biggest debt to any American. So this is a very important thing. And mortgages is the most is the biggest debt. So even with the mortgages, try to go about it the correct way. Try to buy homes yeah. that you can afford. House hack, multifamily. Um, don't put yourself in a tremendous financial hardship just to live somewhere because that's not beneficial either for you just to be working, just to pay a mortgage and property yeah. taxes. That's not a recipe for, for financial freedom down line as well. Do the snowball method. If you're trying to get rid of your credit card debt, that is when you're paying, if you have multiple credit cards, you're paying a higher amount on the larger credit cards until you pay the larger credit card off and then you use that money to the second largest and then kind of work your way backwards from there that's a beneficial way to kind of um go about it definitely call your credit card um you know to try to negotiate that is something that you can potentially do mm-hmm. um you know be wise with your decisions with your spending just you know you just got to be you just got to think if, if auto loans Definitely look at, you know, different options before purchasing a car. Look at the difference between if you lease a car and if you um, buy a car, look at used cars, look at different things that go into play here before you just make a decision. Because sometimes you make a decision, you think you're doing the right thing and you're putting yourself in tremendous debt. So $17 trillion of debt for Americans is something that's concerning. Mm. And um, I think that everybody should look at their own personal situation and reevaluate it and see how they can do better. I agree. My only final take that I want to put on this is the three of the biggest products in the banking system are mortgages, student loans, and overdraft fees. I don't want it to come off as if we're blaming the people because if they are profiting off of the 17 trillion, um, at what point will we put pressure on Wells Fargo, Bank of America, JP Morgan, who I have a relationship with, um, and other banks and institutes. That's part of the reason like why some of these regional banks are falling apart as well. Like it's not the people that put themselves like, even in 2007, people got blamed for doing bad mortgages, but they never talked about the derivatives trading that Wall Street did off the loans. It wasn't the consumers that crashed the market. It was all the shitty trading from and swaps and derivatives that they were doing on the assets and then lying about the ratings of those. So at some point uh, we have to have a larger conversation around banking, doing the right thing. And a part of our desire to expand rapidly is causing our corrosion as well, because you, you can't expand without printing more money at scale and going back to tech, like even Apple, Apple, as a company is worth more than all of the Russell 2000. You guys know I love Apple, but that's the biggest sign of a bu- bubble. How can one stock be bigger than a fucking index? Because majority of the other companies in the Russell 2000 small cap are not worth what they were valued at. Most of the venture companies that have got back in, in the last three years are underwater. So if they were valued two years ago at $190 billion or $190 million, they're really worth 85 right now. But they are not going to go back and regrade all of those. We have a bigger debt issue, an asset issue across every class. Commercial real estate um, in San Francisco, 45% vacancy rate, 22% in Chicago. These are major bubbles. 
and people want to say we're fear mongering about China. But when Wealth posted, I don't see them comments. I'll be looking. I'll be on the video. But we can move on. But I think we got to put some pressure on the banks yeah. to put uh, to make sure that they're not taking advantage of us and then blaming us when it goes belly up. Yeah, you uh, you said Apple. They're, they're actually worth more than the GDP of the UK as well. <laughs> Think about that. They're worth $2.7 and the GDP of the UK is $2.6 Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, that is pretty yes. unbelievable. But we live in America. It's a capitalist society. So you can never look at institutions and banks for any way out. You have, to take, you have to take accountability as a person because it's ultimately in their best interest to make sure that you're ignorant, that you're making bad decisions, that you're putting yourself in debt. Yes. I mean, that's, that's, yes. that's, that's, yes. that's the way. Yes, you're right. That's the way business model. You, you are right. That's, that's the corporate structure of America. So knowing that it's not good enough to say, like, this would be the equivalent to say, like, okay, um, McDonald's should stop serving Big Macs and the, the school system should serve better food. Yeah, that all should happen. It's not in their best interest. So me as an intelligent person, I can't blame my health issues on outside entities. I have to take responsibility for myself and say that I'm a competent person who can make decisions and I am choosing to make healthy choices in my eating habits because I don't want to have high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol. I don't want to go through that. Just like the debt situation. We all have to take responsibility. And if you don't know, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're educated and you do it, then that's a decision. Accountability. What, what if you, what do you do if you can't avoid it? Like let's take the food sourcing scenario. Um, what do you do if we can't avoid the poison or you live in an area where there's a food desert or if we talk about glyphosate, which destroys the gut biome, which has been the number one leading factor for obesity going up 700 percent. This has been a class action lawsuit on that company. Well, you know, I used to you know, I used to live in Baltimore. So I did a, I did a whole um, survey on food deserts. I did an actual study um, on food deserts. So I, I know about food deserts for sure. I actually did a research study on it firsthand. And um, for sure, that's an issue. Uh, but also, right, this one of the things that is a common misconception is that it's, it's expensive to eat good. It's actually more expensive not to eat good. So we all still have choices to make, no matter what your circumstances are. Um, 19 Keys, he gave me the book, How to Eat to Live. That was written by Elijah Muhammad in 1950. Yeah in the worst economic situation for black people, worse than what we all have now. More, and he wrote, he wrote in 1950, How to Eat to Live. There's a whole book dedicated on healthy living, how to eat, how to grow your own food, how to different things. So yeah, we're always gonna have challenges in America, especially as black people. But in 2023, we have to find ways to overcome those challenges. We have to find ways because petitioning, going to the government, going to corporations, trying to hold them accountable, it's not going to work. Be honest yeah. with you. It's not going to work. So, yeah, we are, we are up against the uphill battle and there's this challenges, but you you have to find ways to beat the challenges. If not, we're going to continue to lose. My graduates from my school being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> <laughs>
Backdrop. 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 BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.